0: They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.
1: Yeah! is Monday morning. I, ho- <laughs> I hope you are all kinds of rested and relaxed. I know you probably didn't do anything fun this week. That's a lie. I know every one of y'all have been out in the woods, catching some kind of fish, catching some kind of a uh, cold brew or uh, uh sunburn i am back sunburn sunburn there he is no no cold brews i am back with the legend leighton harvey he's he has taken a leave of absence because the grass has been growing faster than that man can cut it and uh but he's back welcome yep. back
2: yeah ready to go <laughs> for at least this week since then it gets actually, been, you've been gone three weeks. Yeah, because we have yep. now we have a tropical storm sitting on us, yeah. and it's just flooding for two days. So he Walt got me back in here to get back on the podcast.
1: He's back by for, popular demand. <laughs> right. If only we were popular. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I've been I've been holding down the fort while you've been gone. I've been talking to some cool people, and you know we had uh, Chase Prince come on there. He's a buddy of mine, and uh, he talked about his Florida season. He killed nine deer last year: six bucks, three does. Private or public land? Private, all private. Um, some in Georgia, some in Florida and a couple, and one at least one in Alabama. Um, that was a cool episode. He broke that down. He had a a, a real fun uh, season with some ups and downs. Uh, then we had Bowhunter Box Club on Jason Felt. Yeah. Bowhunter Box Club. He told us talked about our ex steer. That was cool. That was a cool fellow down there from Texas, man. He he was a he's new to hunting. He's kind of like Colin, type deal. So that was that was neat. And then we talked to. Greg, Greg Litzinger, Lit, Litzinger I'm going to mess his name up, probably forever, Every Greg time. Litzinger uh, from uh, New Jersey, and he talked For about... For Jersey, where, yeah, I'm fi- where I'm fixing where to, go, to go, where I'm about yeah. to go. And uh, so, we've been having some fun on this side, what, what have you been doing? You been doing anything fun? You've been hard to get a hold of on the phone, let alone uh, to record a podcast. Been working, going to
2: the gym, as you've seen, and uh, fishing, a lot of fishing. Bass fishing? No. No? No
1: so episode 6 actually let's pause for radio uh, 10 seconds for radio identification no <laughs> let's uh, we, we can't forget our sponsor no Wild Engine can. Incorporated can't can we maker of the step ladder, the most versatile climbing system in the Outdoor Woods. If you haven't already. And I need to take a bag of those, with me. But if you haven't already, after all of these great podcasts that we've put out, gone to his website and checked him out, do yourself a favor. Get online. Get on that smartphone you'll probably listen to this podcast on. www.wildedgeinc.com. Um, it'll open up new opportunities for you. And he's a great fellow. They're American-made product. They're they're tough as hell. If you go on his Instagram, he ran his, the, the damn uh, bag of them over with his diesel.
2: Yeah, go look at it. go look at his new
1: video. It, it's awesome. It's an awesome video. Go check it out. See, Walt's even got his chasing tail shirt on today. I don't. Boy, I, don't I do, don't I? I don't understand. I don't up.
2: understand that He's in some some type of way of a mood this afternoon. I'm with ready,
1: him. man. I'm ready to hunt. I'm ready to get out there. I'm. We got a three day uh, hog season coming up in July, beginning of July. I'm gonna get after some hogs that I found on public land. We don't have any right now. Ain't got leash. any. No. Me and, me and Christian rode mercy. around
2: twice, and we hadn't seen the first hog. There you go. Or the really honestly the first fresh sign within the first mm-hmm. two weeks they just had not been there they even in know. the duck pond with the corn they hadn't been in it really mm-hmm. I hadn't well with it. all this
1: rain they're gonna get pushed up out to swamp yeah now. they're gonna show up now yep well we uh if you listen to episodes well you know what you go ahead and take this you were saying uh, if everybody listened to episode six go ahead if you listened to episode six you heard a little bit about
2: snapper fish and red snapper in the gulf of mexico and how they only gave us three days this year and how i was kind of complaining about that along with probably half of florida Mm-hmm. At least half of Florida. Well, they announced last Thursday night, which was the 15th, that we now have 39 days more of snapper season. Woo, boys! The longest snapper season since 2013. And as you saw on the picture on Instagram, that's what happens when you have a longer snapper season. You can go out and wear out the fish. You can catch... Dag, I'm right. You can just group or, snap or yeah. everything. So. That was and good you did news. everything. And we did everything. Spanish mackerel. Spanish mackerel kings. Some Mangrove kind of snapper, grouper, red yeah. grouper, gag grouper, amberjack. You name it,
1: saltwater fishing. We he, caught it this weekend. He just about caught it, yep. Yeah, we caught a bunch of fish No trout, weekend. no flounder?
2: No, nah, we didn't even go inshore. See, there
1: you go. Everything deep water. <laughs> mm-hmm. Brought to you by Strutlonco. <laughs> everything in 80, 90 foot of water, which is
2: not far, not very deep, really, but... I only have a 25 foot bay boat, so for me to make it 25 miles off shore, that's a long way to go in a 25 mm-hmm. foot bay boat. As as Walt knows. Oh, and you know, Walt always says I don't invite him. Well, he had an invite Sunday. I did, and uh, I did. He decided not to come, and we were limited out by 9:15 mm-hmm. Sunday morning, the quickest we've ever done it. Yep. So he missed out
1: on that one. Always, <laughs> always. The way it works, yeah. So, well, the previous two days you'd been out there for. Well, you know, I'm not going to talk talk to your story. Go ahead. No, no, no. So, so episode six, you were all kinds of pissed off because you didn't have any time to catch your beloved. Yeah, we red had snapper. one day. Had
0: one. Yeah. We got
2: to go one day. Me and one of my buddies got to remix. Go day. Thirty nine days. Thirty nine days. Um. So now we've got every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday till September third to red snapper fish. Seasons in federal water and state water. So what we did this weekend was it was father's day weekend Mm -hmm. dad never goes out on the boat ever ever (laughs) at that same time that's so yeah so you know it was a um it was meant to be so i somehow or another i don't know how talked him into going out on the boat Mm
1: -hmm. for three days three days walk you know you lying your dad didn't make it day three yeah he did what time to go to bed? You day went three, every five day? o'clock. Okay, well three o'clock. We'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> I suspect we'll, we'll get to that.
2: So Thursday night, or no Wednesday Wednesday night, they actually announced this. To be completely honest, so Thursday I go to Bass Pro, and you know Dad's Dad's not one to go offshore, as I've mentioned. So he's freaking out. Oh, we're going twenty five miles off. I'm scared. Get seasick, all that good stuff. So I buy this beacon. And some of y'all know it's like a it's a NOAA radio beacon kind of deal. Basically, what it is is if I push this SOS button, the U.S. Coast Guard will be sitting over me in 30 minutes. Everybody needs one of them damn things if you're going that far off. Yes. Yeah. If you're going to where you know you can't make it back mm-hmm. to land. Yes, yeah, it's it's the best two hundred and sixty five dollars I ever spent in my life. Yep, that's a cheap um, investment. That's a very cheap investment to know that if that boat... is it like water
1: activated too? Like if it was no, this it...
2: this one's not. They have a six hundred and fifty dollar model that you can put that's on your still boat. Still cheap as hell. That's still cheap, but that you can put on your boat and if it goes under, gets fully submerged, it Bone. kicks on. You're 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 gonna get all you gotta do is float. Right, all you gotta do is float, and it'll send them their GPS coordinates and all that good stuff. But mine, you hold it in your hand, you. You know, you make sure it's out of the water, and it'll throw a GPS coordinate from wherever the boat went down. So I went and bought that, and that made Dad feel a little better. And then I also went and bought a bunch of tackle. Walt laughed at the amount of money I spent Bass Pro. It was got $1,400? Like yeah, Bass Pro got me pretty good. But either way, <laughs> we didn't have honestly, truly what we needed to do what we went and did. So I went to Bass Pro, and I bought a bunch of stuff. Um, as Walt knows, I've been using two big reels that I've had since I was 11 years old that I paid a hundred dollars for. Mm-hmm. That was the kind of tackle I was still running. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I said, all right, you know what? It's time to go buy some reels that'll last six, seven years. Yeah. So we went and did that. And How old was, were the older ones? They were at least 10 years old. I bought them when I was 11 or 12. Huh. That little black yeah. one and then that Penn Senator that we've had for years that yeah. come apart on us. The yeah. last time me and Jordan went, it came apart. Yeah. Like just fell apart. That's my whole us. reel right there. Um, it's been put through the ringer. Yeah, it's been put through the ringer. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> so me and Lil Sis went to Bass Pro, spent a bunch of money. She laughed. She was trying to get me to spend more money than what I spent, obviously. Instead of $70 rods, which would do what I would need, she wanted me to buy the $170 rods. I'm sure
1: you obliged.
2: No, I didn't. No? No. So we ended up with three new rods, three new reels. Big rods, big reels. 50-pound test, 40-pound test. Big that up. And then a bunch of tackle, which I'll be honest with you, what they charge for lead nowadays just leads getting kind of ridiculous, isn't it? Where's where is it coming from? Two forty a sinker. I know that's ridiculous. I know. Like me and you used to go buy
1: dollar six ounce sinkers whenever we wanted. What is there a shortage of lead? So if if you're listening to this and you know why lead has gotten so damn expensive, if you could let us know, that'd be great because I'd like to start investing in lead. And if you know why, you probably know how. So I mean, yeah, I bought like five sinkers
2: and they were literally. 250 a piece that's ridiculous and i was like this is insane yeah um i've got a buddy that makes uh makes his own and i'm gonna get in touch with him probably gonna die at 35 too dealing with that much lead well i i might start even dealing with that much lead at 250 (laughs) a piece if i can go buy 100 pounds for 50 bucks and then melt it down myself and yeah you can buy not 100 pounds but you can buy 30 pounds or 25 pounds for 100 bucks or something i'm telling
1: you right now that math ain't adding up not it's your what, math. It's the what t- Bass Pro's. Math. It's what they can char- It's yeah. what they can charge yeah. for it. I wonder if they're trying to push bismuth more now, or like a non semi because bismuth ain't, isn't non toxic. Or tungsten, tungsten maybe. But yeah. that's like six dollars a weight And yeah. grouper fishing. I'm not paying six dollars a weight because you don't
2: get caught up and yeah. cut up. And then what they're charging for hooks nowadays is insane mm. too. Twenty hooks is eighteen dollars or yeah. something. Yeah. So, but. It's all in the, it's all in the,
1: I guess. If you like I, salt fish, you salt fish. It's you like bow the you go yep.
2: spend $125 on a set of 12 arrows. I mean, it's, it's it tit for it tat. Yep. It's one or the other. Um. So anyway, we went to Bass Pro, spent a bunch of money, and we had went out. Obviously, what I'd said in episode six, me and Buddy went out and found some fish and hoped they were still there for this weekend. So we get up, and my buddy Christian went with us, who's been on a previous episode, um, who's talked about saltwater fishing, how he's gotten into it, he gets seasick really bad. And I know he's going to get seasick whenever we go out there. So we all get there about 5.30 in the morning, um, Friday morning, and we go out and catch bait. And then we head on out 25 miles. Christian, within an hour, has puked twice and, you know, whatever. But he's a trooper. He kept fishing. He kept He kept catching fish. And then he peeped the third time, and I was like, "Okay, you want to go in? No, nah, I'm gonna keep fishing." Dad was getting getting sick, and I'm just sitting out there loving it. We ended up catching our bait, running out to O Tower, I think it was mm-hmm. O or A, I don't remember exactly. It's one of the knower weather weather radio things for offshore, so mm-hmm. you can get all your data. And uh, we run out there, and you know, Dad's like, "We ain't gonna catch nothing. We ain't gonna catch nothing." I'm like, "Okay, whatever you say, Daddy O." He drops down. We all drop down. I find the fish. There's a decent showing. There's not a bunch of fish up up off the, off the bottom at this point in time. Dad hooks up on his first fish. He starts freaking. I mean, just tripping. <laughs> I mean, I've never seen him light up like this in my life. He's freaking out. This red snapper's probably, I don't know, eight pounds or something. Nothing huge, but I got him on like 30-pound line at this point in time, and he's getting a fight. He gets it up, and he looks at me and said. I'm hooked. This, this is <laughs> ridiculous. This is so much fun. I ain't never done nothing like this. And uh, so we catch our snapper, a couple snapper, and then they just quit for some reason. And so then I troll over. I'm trolling around looking for more hard bottom. Find more hard bottom. And there we happen to find a number, what I call a number, which is what I mark, and how I know where the fish are at or where the fish were at that day. And these fish are just stacked from 50 feet to 20 feet. Mm-hmm. not on the bottom they're stacked up off the bottom and um, I'll tell them I said alright y'all drop to the bottom and reel up 20 feet and put them at, put them at 50 60 feet well they both hook up and I'm laughing because they're both just freaking out and just loving it so at this point in time we got I don't know I think we got four and the limit's two piece, so we got two more to go well they both hook up and and drag their fish in the boat and we're done we got our snapper well I've still got three or four live baits left and uh, I dropped down, and I'm like, "All right, y'all can sit up there and get sick for about another 20 minutes. Give me 20 minutes. That's all I need." And it's about 11 o'clock by this time. I drop down, hook a gag grouper, reel him up. He's two inches short.
1: Oh man, I was sick. What's the slot for that? 24 inches. 24 inches. Yeah, he's 22 is that
2: and a half that or something. The Christian's posing with on. No, he's Christian called a bonita. That's what he's po- when he's posing with is is a, bonita. Really? Yeah, it's a bonita. Yeah, that's a bonita. But uh, anyway, I catch a gag and then I drop down and I catch another short gag and I'm I'm at a live bait at this point. And so I'm like, all right, let's go king fishing. So we go king fishing out there in 100 foot of water and we catch a couple kings and they're both pretty good and sick by now. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm like, all right, it's about 1230 at this point. I said, all right, we're going yeah, in. Bonita. So we go in and uh kingfish a little bit inshore and don't catch nothing. And I'm like, all right, we'll go in. So that was day one. We go in. You know, they're happy, we clean the fish. And it was just a really good trip. And dad dad was gonna go home Friday. Mm-hmm. Like he had rented a room down there for two nights and said, Hey you can stay if you want to or or whatever you want to do, invite people you can stay. Well somehow or another I talked him into staying till Saturday. So he goes to sleep about I don't know, nine thirty Friday night, which is, you know, about regular. hmm. Sleeps till about five thirty, he's good then. <laughs> he gets up. I got another buddy, Bert, who we need to get on here eventually. Yes, we do. Um, who's a turkey hunting fanatic. Um, and he comes down Saturday. Well, we go out. They These fish have just shut down. Mm-hmm. Just completely shut down. I can see them directly on the bottom of my bottom machine. They're sitting there. They're stacked up, but they will not eat. We've caught like two fish by 11 o'clock. And I'm like, all right, the current must be not doing something. The mm-hmm. tide must not be changed. Well, we run over to another number I've got, and we're just getting hammered, hammered, hammered. Can't hook them, can't hook them. They're just nipping at it. They're they're not really eating. So I'm frustrated. It's 11, 30, 12 o'clock at this point, and I'm frustrated. And, and Bert looks at me and goes, you want to go back to that number, my original number? And I said, yeah, we'll go back to the picnic area. We named it the picnic area because me and Jordan found it and we called it the lunchbox because we called Amberjack, we called Cobia, we <laughs> called, you know, you can get whatever you want. It's like sitting at the picnic table when you're in high school, you know, you don't ever know what you're <laughs> going to get. clever as hell. So we named it the picnic <laughs> table because everything under the sun's on there. And, because uh, <laughs> dad originally, let me step back a little bit, dad originally had asked me, why did y'all name it the lunchbox slash picnic table? Because he was looking at the... The thing I said, you remember whenever you were in high school when you were sitting at the picnic table and you've seen all sorts of stuff? <laughs> Didn't ever know what you were going to get? Well, you could get anything you want when you walk up to this picnic table. <laughs> so uh, we, we, uh, we go back over there, and it's 1230 by now. And Bert's like, well, the, the tide was supposed to change 1130. Mm-hmm. We pull up back over there, and there's fish from 80 feet to 20 feet. They're everywhere. They drop down, boom, boom. Both of them get hit. They're too small, snapper. They drop down again. Dad pulls in a 10 pound. Bert pulls in an 8 to 10 pound. I'm like, okay. Big fish, bigger fish for where we were at or here. So they catch their limit. And then we're like, all right, now we're going to play around a little bit. Mm-hmm. Now we started. I drop down. <laughs> I'm helping Bert get a snapper off. I've got a big, big, big squirrel fish on. My my rod, because I was the
1: hell as a squirrel fish?
2: I don't know the technical name for it, but it's a big, long, lanky fish um, with what a big mouth. We used on to it.
1: call it the, at the bluff the mudfish or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: No, this, this is a this is a long, lanky fish um, that we use for bait for a grouper. And Bird had caught him snapper fishing, so that tells you how big he was. Yeah. He he was about a foot long and about four inches wide. So I mean, it's yeah. a pretty good bait. So I put him down there on my big rod with fifty pound test, and I got about. 65 pounds of drag on this reel put him down and I'm helping Bert get a snapper on he's it's sitting in the rod holder and it's down on the bottom and I'm like I'm sitting there watching the rod tip and it's bumping hard and I'm like that fish is it's going crazy so I reel down on it and it tightens up and the grouper ate half of him uh, so I reel it up and I'm like well you know all right let's do one more drift I know there's a grouper down there <laughs> so we do one more drift and I'm the same thing happened Bert's We had one or two more snapper to go or whatever. I put him down and there's about six inches of this fish left. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you know what? I probably ain't going to catch something, but let me put it on the bottom. So I put it on the bottom and Bert's got another snapper in the boat. Same scenario. I'm helping him get it off and that rod tip boom, boom twice. And I'm like, okay, he's finna eat it. Like there's something on it big time. So I jump over Bert's rod, do two cranks on him and I hook him. I get two more cranks on him, which is about four foot off the bottom. Tighten the drag all the way to 70 pounds, everything it's got. Wrap my hand around the reel, get about two more feet on him. He's about five and a half feet up at this point. And he goes, ha, 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 watch this. Turns around, takes me straight back down into his hole. I believe that was a 25 to 30 pound gag, which is a a very good gag for for 85, 90 feet of water. That's a good fish. So that haunted me all night. Literally, like that, that got to me all night. I couldn't get that one off my mind. When, when I get a fish that I can't catch, that really gets on, gets me, <laughs> really. So I literally stayed up to about eleven thirty, twelve o'clock that night, just thinking about that and work and everything else. So the next day I was hell bent on catching grouper. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I wanted. So Bert was supposed to come back down with his fiance and they were supposed to go out with a Sunday. Well, it was Father's Day Sunday. So, that didn't work. So, I called another buddy and he showed up. He was on time. He was there 30 minutes early. He was ready to go. So, we jump on a boat and it's been rough. It was rough Saturday. We speared a, we speared an eight-foot wave on the way in and covered water over the top of the t And we were all dry. Well, hold on. Let me take that back. Bert and Dad were dry. I was soaked. Because the, the way I had to run in... Yeah. All the waves were cracking on my side of the boat. Uh-huh. So, I was soaked. I mean, I took my shirt off about 10 miles on the way back in. It was just like, I'm soaked. So, they, I kept them dry the whole ride in. Well, we get into the bay, and I'm looking down at my phone, and it has nothing. Super
1: safe, folks. Super safe. It was fine.
2: Snapchat kills. Go ahead. Yeah, actually, that's what I was on. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. Yes yeah i know layton (laughs) i was just gonna show everybody how rough it was yeah so i was looking down at my phone and dad dad wants to blame it on me looking at my phone but it had nothing to do with that it was rolling four footers in the bay i mean it was rough Mm -hmm. it was really rough for our bay boat yeah so there's a rogue eight foot at least just a random eight foot wave And I happen to be looking at my phone when we find this wave. (laughs) Next thing I know, I glance up and it's just a wall of white coming all the way over the top of the boat, over the T-top. And they look at me and they said, they were like, you son of a bitch, you were looking at your phone. We just got soaked, shit. I thought we were going to sink and dad's just giving me the what for. And Bert's in the back giving me the what for. And I'm like, y'all want to drive? And they're like, no, 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 we're good. Um, but that was funny because there was like 50 gallons of water sitting in our feet. Tackle boxes were floating <laughs> down. Everything was floating in the bottom of the boat.
1: Fish got out of the live well. No, they and stayed not in. that bad. No.
2: <laughs> cool it was in front of the boat. All the oh, water oh, was crap. at the ass into the boat. <laughs> so they were giving me hell about that. So we made it in, whatever. It was rough. So then getting back to Sunday, it ended up being the smoothest day of the whole weekend. I mean, it was like one foot. It was super smooth. So we get out. We're heading out before daylight. We're on good schedule this on, on Sunday. Run out there, catch me 15, 20 live baits. I'm mm-hmm. like, all right, I'm going to catch me a grouper today. That's going to be a keeper. So we run out there. We get to, get to the picnic area. And uh, the fish are everywhere. I mean, I, they hadn't shown like this the whole trip. They just, they, they we hit it perfect. Mm-hmm. So, Dad and Zach drop down. They both get nailed. I mean, within 10 seconds on the way down, they they just get hammered. And they pull up literally two 10-pound snapper immediately. And I'm like, oh, shit. This is going to be its own. Mm-hmm. We caught all our snapper in 30 minutes. Done. All of them anywhere from 6 to 10 to 12 pounds. Damn. I mean, and that's that's not huge snapper. I mean, those people bringing in 20-pound snapper, but I was happy with that for, for what kind of boat we've got.
1: Well, what yield do you get off of an 8-pound snapper? Do you get 3 pounds of fish? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you caught how many approximately fish total?
2: This weekend? Yeah.
1: Uh, 18 snapper. 18 at 3 pounds. That I mean, we that's, could keep. what? 80-plus pounds of fish you put in the freezer. Yeah, we
2: probably to... got 60, 70, yeah. 80 pounds. 60, let's say 60. Um... So anyway, we were, we we got some good meat. This everybody got fish to take right, home, right? Which is all you know. Which is the point in snapper season, in my opinion, is you get the fish for X amount of days, and right. that's what you go get. You right. go get your snapper for the year. So we're out there fishing, and and these fish are showing at ten feet, and I'm like, what the hell is going on? You know, they're just they're going crazy today. So we find a wreck, or not a wreck. We find something they like. An the area they like, and Zach's like, "Shit, there's mangroves right behind the boat." And we're not talking about little mangroves. I mean, I still say, fifteen pound mangroves. It's not bad. Biggest mangroves I've ever seen in my life.
1: Hey bad.
2: And um, there's twenty and thirty pound red snapper coming up in them. I mean, just you don't see snapper this big that 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 close in short. Well, you do, but but you just don't see snapper this big, um, like that mm-hmm. normally. And I'm flipping baits to them, and they're just not eating at all. I mean, they just don't want anything to do with it. They're seeing my hooks, this, that, and the other. And I'm new at this, going by myself. Now, when I go with my buddies, they've got everything they need on the boat. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have everything I need. I'm not used to going offshore. I don't get days like that.
1: So, so it's the f- first time they've opened up the season like that, too, to where you know, right. time. And the yeah, we're flipping baits
2: to them. I mean, they're eating. They're eating. They're just not hooking themselves. And I saw one 20, 25 pound red snapper, probably one of the bigger red snapper I've ever seen, come up in there. And I'm like, damn, you know, I got to figure out to catch him. I got to get him. I never could catch him. What'd you try? What'd you do? Everything. We put cut bait, we put live bait out on free line, just, mm-hmm. just a simple free line. So, I mean, because they were literally three feet down. Oh, like, wow. like they were right behind the boat just going crazy, just coming up eating chum that we're throwing out to them. I'm not frustrated, but I am frustrated because I couldn't stay on them. I dropped anchor twice trying to stay on them. I couldn't stay on them. Then we had a 12-foot shark come up in them and an 8-foot shark come up in them. Then we had an amberjack all over the place right. behind us, cobia everywhere. And I couldn't get anything to eat. Like, they'd grab the bait and they'd swim off or we'd throw chum out there and they'd grab the chum, but they could see my hook. And what I learned was, okay, i got to go buy a lot more tackle. <laughs> next time at bass pro shops fourteen hundred dollars of tackle no but it it <laughs> i learned a lot this weekend but we we uh we caught a lot of fish and i don't quite frankly i don't know what i'm doing apparently it's but apparently stopped you in the past but though. apparently i've got a,
1: saltwater fishing I, fishing in general man you just figure it out
2: it was it was an awesome weekend it was the best father's day weekend you could ever ask for really Dad looked at me whenever we got home and said, this is the best offshore experience I've ever had in my life.
1: Period. What day was that? That was all three. Just so, so, But you're saying we got back home with him, what, Sunday night? Sunday day? Sunday during that? Time I mean, We sleep? were back. Hell, we were back at the dock. 11.30. Yeah. What, Sunday. What time do you go to sleep Sunday?
2: Oh, no, 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 no. This is the funny part. So we get back in Saturday. We, we, me and him have eat dinner every day at like 3.30, you know, because mm-hmm. we're just done and whatever. We'll go eat dinner at three thirty four 4 o'clock. He gets back to the room at like 5 o'clock. He's passed out of sleep by 5.30 <laughs> Saturday night. He doesn't roll back over until 5.30 the next morning. Good God. And my dad don't sleep like that.
1: Holy cow. You talk about it. He was just wore out. I just wore a slap
2: out, and it shows he don't sleep at home. You or know. did
1: he just have that much fun with you catching fish? That's what I'm gonna go with, Mr. Harvey. If you listen to this, I got you back. <laughs> <laughs> and for all of y'all, out, so I, got go a, I got a quick question for you. So my my fondest memory is trout fishing with y'all out there on Marsh Island. I'll never forget that. And the, now, Mr. Harvey don't talk that much. He talks. He just don't talk that much. I mean, compared to me, who wakes up talking, goes to sleep talking. So, there is a, an awkward silence that happens when Randy Harvey finds fish. And it is the most bizarre, like he could be not talking, and then when he catches fish, it's even more quiet. I've never seen anything like it. And I remember sitting at the front of the boat with Leighton, and Leighton and I are talking, and and Harvey goes... Shit, Dad found fish, and we turn around and Mister Gr- and Mister uh, Randy's just reeling and reeling and reeling the big ass shit, you know, shit eating grin on his face, you know, yeah. just here comes an eighteen inch trout, threw it in the cooler, and he's on it again. He'd be like, ha, yeah. Ha, 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 so boys. my question is, was he at, at any point in time did he ever get that quiet like he got did. in the game, or was he always he, just gung ho? He did, did a couple
2: times, but most of the time he was just he was just why I ain't never yeah just giggling, just laughing, <laughs> shit, also, shit, shit, you know? Because I mean this is a different <laughs> ball game than these fish, are- yeah. These fish are pulling. These yeah. fish are mean. I got cuts all over my hands from them. I mean, they're mean. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, he was... The first fish he hooked up on, he was just as loud and obnoxious as he could be. He's like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Because, <laughs> I mean, this ain't a trout. This is them 10-pound red snapper pulling, oh, pulling oh, everything he's got back oh, at him. Oh, no,
1: I should have been there. Oh, you should have. I know it. But, I mean, he's Ready literally... Oh,
0: shit. This shit's crazy.
2: crazy. <laughs> I mean, like, my dad don't... My dad don't get like this. I mean, he's... Flipping his shit over these red snapper. I mean, just <laughs> tripping out, and I'm just laughing my ass off because I'm like, because see, here's the thing. Back in episode six, I said this. They said I wasn't gonna find fish. They said me and Jordan were not gonna catch snapper. We didn't know what we were doing right, so we went and proved them wrong found that them time. Back on catch. Right, we found yeah. them. So then now he's sitting out here, just you know, what the heck, he's scratching his head, <laughs> yeah. like, how in the hell yeah, does yeah, he yeah. do this? You know, how does he put me on fish like this? And I'm just laughing because I love it. Like, mm-hmm. that was my whole thing. I didn't care if I caught a fish the whole time, truthfully. Right. I just love taking people. I love washing the boat. I love watching my bottom machine. I love rigging. I love cutting bait. I just love taking people fishing. If mm-hmm. I could, if I won the lottery today, and this is funny because it's ironic too, I just went and bought two Powerball tickets and it's like <laughs> $64 million, the drawings of tomorrow. That's
1: it? That's not even worth my money, my time. Mm hmm. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's not like that 400 something million they won wherever in California. Oh, that, lucky that. joke. Well,
1: they had to split that like six ways. Though, no, it so. was one person. No, it wasn't. It, it wasn't? Was, no, it Pretty was, sure like it was six, one person. No, it was a woman up in New Jersey and all oh. that nonsense. It was like well, a school care. teacher had to split I'd, it. I'd still... Man, I'm telling you, $100 million ain't worth a lottery ticket to me. But go ahead. <laughs> That's a lie. So anyway, if I win $64 million, I'm
2: going to be... Um, I'm going to be... Guiding fishing trips for a living. Shoot, yeah. I can
1: assure you. I'm quitting my day job and going podcast full bore. Hmm? If I win that kind of money, mm-hmm. I'm quitting my, my podcast and going full bore. And Walt's going to hire me to run his plantation. Dag, I'm right. Um, but, yeah, if I won that I kind of... I get you off the salt water to run it. Yeah, that'd be the problem. Uh-huh. Just, yeah. 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 I'm sitting here losing my mind over deer season, can't sleep, doing these podcasts. That's part of the problem. Are These podcasts are or, or robbing my sleep, man. Because I talked to people. I talked to, you know, uh, what's his name the other day? And um, Jason. I talked to Jason the other day. I can't sleep afterwards. I'm so jacked up. I'm Mountain Dew ready to go hunting. I got done talking to old Greg. And next thing you know, I'm just, you know, fired up. But anyway, we had a we had a hell
2: of a Father's Day weekend. Um, and, and me and my dad don't necessarily get along, would you say, Walt? Or we're very much alike, so we don't
1: get along. Oh, it's, it's a fiery relationship. Yeah. Very two go.
2: headstrong yes. driven individuals in everything we do, period. Yep. yep. Um but God forbid one says
1: go left, the other
2: says go right. The right. yep. Sky's blue, no, it's red. Yep. Yeah, that kind of thing. Um, but we actually got along this weekend to a pretty good extent, which is amazing. Especially considering fishing. Yeah. Yep. Which is my game. He did want to try to tell me how to catch these red snappers. <laughs> Which I just laughed, and so I gave it back to him. He had a, he caught a an amberjack, and uh, I was like, "All right, now Did you that no, you can't." It was caught, Oh, that season. That's a different topic. It was open for like a week, and then they the quota was caught. Oh yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, yeah. I'm so that. that was close. But anyways, he had a big fish on, and I'm just like, I'm sitting there telling him how to fish. He finally said, "Shut up, I know how to fish." I said, "Okay, I'm just giving it back to you. That's all." So <laughs> that's the dynamic. I had to pick at him a yeah. little bit of it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a good, good snapper season. It was or good snapper weekend. We got a lot more to come. Hopefully, if it's if the weather works out. But it was a good Father's Day weekend. I know it's a little late for the Father's Day story, but but uh, I posted never too late. I posted some on my personal profile, personal Facebook profile, a couple videos of some of the fish and stuff. And Walt probably post some of the fish on uh, Instagram. Um. But yeah,
1: it was it was a good weekend, and uh, now we just got to get Walt out there Uh. you know i was i was thinking about that the other day and i thought to myself man i'd love nothing more to go fishing holy cow it's only 79 days till bow season (laughs) that's exactly how that thought process i need to just go ahead and pony it up and go on out there but i've got this like list of items i need to buy for deer season and then a list of wants that i need to have for deer season and between those two it's not leaving me a whole lot of time energy or funds to go fishing but i just need to find one of those that's not quite as important and scratch it off that list and go. I, I think fishing. you can
2: find $55, 60 bucks to go fishing.
1: Well, that's a trail camera. Yeah, exactly. But there you go. But that could be the maker. That could be the difference between a one forty and a one sixty. Shoot, I tell you what, right now, I shoot a one forty or one sixty on Florida land. I guarantee you I got some sponsorships coming to fall in Florida. Ed <laughs> Gummert. Yeah, <laughs> there was one
2: actually killed. Uh, it was on private land. But there was one actually killed a pretty good deer. Uh, three or four years ago, right row right from here.
1: Really? Yeah, 140s. Yeah, what are you telling me about that? Yeah, One forty. Well, I think that little honey hole I found, found could produce a, a pretty good buck. I'll never forget that thing jumping across us in the kayaks. And, uh, what? <laughs> what? Just laughing at that. I'll, I'll never forget that thing jumping across us in the kayaks and in the moonlight. It was clear sky, but there's a moon. And just seeing the glistening off the antlers. It's like, whoop, that's a big buck. Never see you again, buddy. So what? <laughs>
2: Talk to me. You got any questions for me on snapper season? Because I know you do.
1: No, honestly, I think, man, you stumped me. You put me on the spot. Yeah, that was the point. What bait were you using? Cigar
2: menace. Dead cigar menace, live cigar menace, pinfish, squirrel fish, and um, what else were you using?
1: Cut bait. Cut bait? Cut bait. Fishing off the side of a reef. Um, no, live bottom, live bottom. bottom. What's that mean? All right,
2: so there's it, it was a mark, it, it was a marked number, which means there's something out there that the state marked or something, and that's how I found this area. Mm-hmm. Pro, the difference is, is I went and found area around the area that the state marked or whoever mm-hmm. whoever does the graphs and maps. This just gave me a general idea of where a bunch of stuff was. So then I went and found better bottom. The difference in live bottom is it's natural structures. Coral, rocks, term. something down there. I'm eventually one day going to be scuba diving. and I'll tell you one day what's down there. But that's in the future. I can't do it all right now. But uh, live bottom is your live coral of some sort of or rocks or, or, or holes even. And the fish like what?
1: Nothing. <laughs> Go ahead. Just keep going. Nuh uh. You gotta explain this. I just gotta I just got a visual <laughs> Of a big old twelve foot daggum tiger coming around you as you scuba diving right. and yeah. seeing you just like <laughs> shooting up out the water. Yeah, you'd probably see me jump ten <laughs> feet out of the water if I <laughs> jumped in and ten foot fit ten <laughs> foot shut tiger
0: shark.
2: Go ahead. I'd come out of the water. Yeah, me too. As fast as I could without blowing my head up. Without exploding.
1: Um, <laughs> I might take my chances. I might take my chance on <laughs> passing out. Yeah. yeah. Um but <laughs> I'm sorry.
2: Go ahead. But, uh, yeah, so live bottom is just, is just natural. Right. And when I'm looking at my bottom machine, this is something cool that some people understand that listen to this. Others won't. When I look at my bottom machine, there's a red line at the bottom mm-hmm. and it's showing the bumps and the heels right. and everything right. that's down there. The thicker the red line means the harder the bottom. Uh. The harder the bottom normally means more fish in, in certain cases, certain areas um you can go find a lot of hard bottom and there never be fish on it mm-hmm. but if you can ever find holes and structures and heels down there then there's normally fish on it neat um it's really cool that's why I love it I love to just sit there and read my bottom machine all day yeah um I can see
1: how you get as encompassed in that as I would all the Different spec sheets for arrows and spines and stuff. Right. That's something you could get lost right. in tinkering with. Yeah. That's
2: like you can be riding along trolling looking for Spanish or, or whatever. You're just riding right. along at seven, eight miles an hour trolling. And you see your hard red bottom, a heel, and then you see a dip. And there's a big hard red blob sitting in between those two dips. Mm-hmm. That's a big-ass grouper. <laughs> like, it's that simple. That's a big-ass grouper because he's not connected to anything. Uh-huh. He's sitting in that hole, and technology's gotten to where now you can see that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I love it. I love just sitting there reading my bottom machine. That was like, we were sitting there fishing, and I told him the fish were 20 foot on the surface, you know, up. Like, how do you know that? It's because there's, there's just, it's. I'll have to walk and go out there and take a picture one day.
1: Yeah, maybe we'll do a oh, we'll uh, do a, a video on Instagram how to how to read your your different structure and different stuff and make a whole thing out of it
2: right and and what's bait and what's fish and it's just it's really cool because you'll you'll have your red line and then you'll have a snapper line that goes up 30 feet and it's just red blobs all the way up and you know that snapper and trigger fish and and all sorts of stuff and then you've got your mangroves that come up to 30 feet and you can see the difference in that and that's just really cool um that's why i love it for me it's a challenge to figure out what's what's there
1: find new places dude I can and care that's, less about that's fishing. your that's your bow fishing man that's your uh, that's your bow hunting my my equivalent of bow hunt, yeah. hunting yeah you know you, you you think about this all day long when something doesn't go right or something goes or something does go right it just replays in your head you're constantly looking for perfection and i love that man that's just it's cool to it, you i think the listeners would agree with this they can listen to you and hear the same passion that you have for that it probably is when I speak about bow hunting or whenever our guests get on and talk about whatever adventure it is. That's what I hope we can continue to tap into, and I hope everybody here can really appreciate that because that, that just joy. You're not catching trophy, Red Snapper. You weren't catching trophy, anything. You hooked into something massive but couldn't couldn't turn it, and that was just circumstance, but you still loved it. You had a great time, and that's all that matters. And honestly, guys, I wish you could sit here. I'm, I'm going to find some way to live stream these one day as we do them because uh, we could do live Facebook one day. I was thinking about that. Facebook Live. You think just you can handle that? Just don't put me on camera. Well, it's going to be both of us. No, ones. no, 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 Yeah, no, we're going to get no, back, we'll just better do better a better backdrop right over here. I'm we'll do audio. No. But to, that that remains to be seen. We'll we'll figure that out. But uh, I think that about wraps up today. Yeah. You leave anything Napa else? Fishing. No, Letting I mean, it was out?
2: just an awesome weekend, and my goal was to get people on now, fish. And
1: the last episode that you were on, episode six... You complained about the shortness of of the red snapper season, and you got thirty nine extra days. Got 39 you want to go extra days now. You want to go ahead and complain about cobia, and let's go ahead and see if we can't get. <laughs> no, <laughs> we can keep cobia year round. Um, no, what, nothing. What was it? What was it? Amberjack. Amberjack. There you go. Yeah, they uh, that they
2: go. cut down on, but the state of Florida finally realized, hey, there ain't no snapper in state state waters nine miles off. There is, but not really. Not not, not compared, compared exactly. yeah. to what yeah, yeah. there wasn't no point in them having. Mm-hmm. state water open seven days a week and not having us any federal days. Right. And, you know, you open up federal water and that lets a lot of these guys with these half million dollar boats use these half million dollar boats. Mm-hmm. That's the right. whole reason we haven't went and got right. a big boat is you don't So know if you, you had, had 39 have,
1: days every year, do you think you'd, uh, you'd be inclined not to
2: go get a half million dollar boat, but we would go buy an offshore boat a quarter
1: million. dollar boat. No,
2: hell no. I found a 08 contender. No, not a oh eight two thousand contender. Hunter Green, two yeah. repowered. It was pretty, was it? It was beautiful. That doesn't sound pretty. I know it doesn't, but it was beautiful. Um, clean. The guy didn't spare any expense on keeping it up, and they didn't want it was sixty four, and that's real. Going half to will you? Yeah, uh huh. Sure. <laughs> yeah, your your wife would really like that one.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, I need another expensive hobby like. But yeah, like if, if they that the that head. was
2: that's my whole thing is if there was. A longer season. Yeah. There would be a lot more people with a lot bigger, you yeah. know, with, with more yeah. substantial boats. Right. But we can't sit here and say, okay, here's a $60,000 right. boat that you can only use three right. days out of the year.
1: Right. Uh, that's just, that so doesn't make you, sense. Have you called or written FWC? No. Then you can't complain. <laughs> that that I, I'm challenging you now. But I, all have the put, I have things. put my five so cents in time, on an email. So you have written them. Yeah, kind of. Okay. I'm still challenging you in front of all these podcast listeners to go online with your phone and send them a message. Or just send a picture of my red snap from me cheesing ear to ear. You can do that you. too. Make that, yep, that's probably fine too. Matter of fact, I would like that more than you asking them to extend another season. But I appreciate the FWC giving a start. Yeah, send days. them a message. This is great. Send them a message. Well, guys, if you liked what you heard, I hope you enjoyed this follow up. This is the first of two follow ups I hope to have. I need to have Colin back in on here and talk about that massive black drum that I posted. That boy, he caught two of them. They were studs, but uh, he did catch two. <laughs> yeah, he caught two side mm-hmm. by side in 10 minutes. He said, I was ja- I was done after that. They caught on an Abu Garcia 3000. Bass rod. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways. I've caught a, a 10-pounder on a Zepco 33. Yeah. So, I mean, you know. There you go. <laughs> it's doable. If you like what you heard, hit that subscribe button. Leave us some feedback. If you'd leave us a review or rating on Podbean, Stitcher, or iTunes, we'd greatly appreciate it. Please uh, find us on Facebook and Instagram, and and like and follow that so you can stay up to date on what we're going, what we got going. I'm really thinking I'm gonna try and convince Harvey to do some Facebook live events. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that'd be fun. Yeah, Um, fun. And what you call it? And uh, y'all stay tuned. (laughs) See ya.